instead of looking for all of these specific qualities in someone else, like I remember when I made sort of a non-negotiable list of things, I, I think dating can really help you learn like, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of person can God make me to be? And so good. Um, so good. Cause you're looking at all these things you want in somebody else where it's like, you don't, you will never have control of anybody else, but like you can ask God to help you grow in certain areas. So yeah. some things I learned. Welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. On today's episode, we have Erica Frogner. Erica is a fun-loving, enthusiastic lover of puppies, music, and people. She grew up in Hawaii and now lives in Orlando, Florida. She spent the last nine years working for a large nonprofit organization that has allowed her to travel all over the world. She has recently been building up her business as a wedding musician and also recently just got engaged. Everyone, I'm so happy to bring on my friend, Erica Frogner. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, girl. How are you? Doing great. Just fine. Y'all y'all don't like see Erica right now, but your girl just got out of a, a meeting and she is looking awesome with her hair to the side, some red lips look like she's bringing it to the podcast today, people. She is bringing it. Gotta have that red lipstick. My friend gave me um, this lipstick and it's been great just to be a little bolder in my choices. Yes, <laughs> so I love it. I love it, girl. Yes. So for y'all that don't know, um, me and Erica, we actually met years ago um, when I lived in Orlando and I was going to UCF and that's when Erica was working for a nonprofit organization. So she did a lot of her work on UCF campus. And I was one of the very lucky students who got to come across Erica. And yes. let me tell y'all, um, being Erica's friend since then has literally impacted my life. Um, I would say in that season when I lived in Orlando, I I definitely would consider you a mentor, Erica. Like you were there for me. You gave me um, so much insight and perspectives that I didn't have before. Um, and so I just want to thank you for that and everything that you poured into me in that season while I was in Orlando, because I promise y'all I would be like in class and I'll be looking at the clock like, okay, when is it three o'clock so I can get coffee with Erica? Like I was just <laughs> so excited to meet with you because I was like, I know whatever we're going to talk about. It's going to be so, so good. So that's a little bit about how me and Erica met. Yeah. Well, and I will just say with that, I love meeting up with you. Okay. Because every time I did, you were just like so curious about the world and like about life and I loved being able to talk about things with you and I could tell even back then, like just your desire to use this gift of yours for communication and involving people in meaningful conversations. So it's so fun to like see where you are now and to be able to talk again. Yes. Thank you so much. And I actually have right here, I had to bring it out. I have a book that you gave me years ago, Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And I remember one day you're like, Hey, I got you a little gift. I know you like to read. And this is a book that, you know, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never heard of this book before. And let me tell you, it rocked my world Forgotten God by Francis Chan. I remember I would just go to like there was like the secret garden and like in UCF and then all these like little places that people would go to read. And um, I remember just being in that quiet place and reading this book. And I'm like, 
thank you God for Erica, because this is what I needed. So thank you for that. I still have it. I started to reread it last summer and it's been a game changer. That's so awesome. I'm glad you still have it. Yes. So let's first start talking about your recent engagement. So yes. he put a ring on it because he liked it. Right. So tell us a little bit about, yes. uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So, uh, my fiance, his name is Devin. He actually grew up here in Orlando and we don't remember the first time we, we met because <laughs> it was kind of one of those, um, just, uh, things where we became friends as we met each other through other friends. Mm. And, um, I think we had been going to the same church for a while, but then we weren't. And, Um, honestly, we both very, very mutually saw each other as friends for about three years. We, neither of us, uh, were like very super attracted to each other or like, um, it's just funny to see how much that can change. Um, neither of us, I remember actually that, um, this, at this point, couple years ago, Devin was like, oh, maybe I want to move to the mountains in North Carolina. And I was like, let's get you on an app where you can meet someone in the Carolinas. And I remember he, I think he actually helped me download my first dating app a couple of years ago. That is hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) We very much so just enjoyed our friendship and he would come over to my apartment complex and use the pool without me knowing. And we weren't close then. And I, I remember I learned that he was doing this and I was like, I really don't care if you use my pool, but like, could you tell me so I can come hang out? And so, um, yeah, we just, yeah, about a year, a little over a year ago, um, a friend group, uh, of, of ours, we all went on a cruise together and, Um, I think that was the first time I maybe saw a little more specific qualities of him that were more playful and fun. And I, I didn't know that I liked him at all at that point, but I just remember thinking like, this is somebody I really trust and Mm. appreciate and it's fun. And so I think the next month, um, we just started hanging out a lot more and it became apparent to both of us that we were wondering like, do I? do I like you? Uh, this is risky. We are in the same friend group. You know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> so, yeah, that's risky. <laughs> um, but we went out on a date and um, started going on more dates and really started enjoying that. And so, um, I, of course, you know, when you're dating someone in your same friend group, we did not tell a lot of our friends mm-hmm. right away because it's like, I'm still trying to figure out if I like him. I don't need everyone else's opinion right now. So, so um, yeah, but I'm super thankful. Um, he has just taught me so much about, um, caring for other people, being a good listener. Mm. He is extremely patient and laid back, helps me slow down because I run like a mile a minute, you know. Girl, yes. (laughs) And um, it's just been really cool to learn more about myself and about God Mm. and about um, what it's like to be in a relationship like this. I've never been in a relationship like this. I'm I'm 30 and 30 and thriving. You're 30 and thriving. thriving. (laughs) Yes. So I'm really, really grateful for getting to date him and now to get to marry him. (laughs) That's awesome. I remember like just being on Instagram casually and I saw 
the engagement post. I was like, no way. I was like, my girl just got engaged. I was like, that's crazy. Cause I remember when, um, we were both at UCF and well, I was at UCF and you, you were, you know, visiting UCF. Um, it was a different season, right? Like different season for me, a different season for you. And I'm sure you learned a lot from past relationships, um, going into the one that you're in now and that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you know? And so could you, Erica, talk a little bit more about, you know, I feel like so many people, you know, I'm 24, I have friends out there like single and they're like, oh my God, single for life. It's like, no, you're only 24. You have so much to learn, right? Like I have so much to learn, right? So you're 30, you just got engaged. Can you speak maybe to people around my age or maybe even like, you know, young adults, like 18 to 21 of not rushing for something? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot over the years and things that I wish I could have learned faster, but, um, we all learn as we go. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really helped me actually in my life of dating. I remember in college, it just felt like there was so much pressure mm-hmm. to get dating, right? Like if I was going to do it, then you got to do it in the right way. And if you don't, you're in trouble or like, you're going to hurt someone or hurt, someone's going to hurt you. And, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reasons why that mentality is there. Um, There is a lot of pain that can be caused in relationships. But uh, I remember reading a book in, I think it was fresh out of college um, by Henry Cloud um, called How to Get a Date, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping, (laughs) which is a little different than the whole like, I kiss dating goodbye. It's um, more of the like, being able to look and see if you are open to genuinely learning about another human being. And um, it really taught me to go into dates instead of like, oh my gosh, is this, is this going to be it or not? Like I'm yeah. judging this person for their whole life. And oh I think it really taught me to practice, start practicing. Okay. What can I gain from um, connecting with this person and really listening to them and what can I learn about them? And what can I affirm the things that I see in them and encourage those? And how can I let somebody in, you know, to, at, by building trust over time, obviously yes. you're able to let people in more and more um, and remain secure, but how can I let this person into my life at a decent level and um, where I don't have to share everything and, but I'm going to share some things and let them get to know me. And so I think back on past relationships and just people I dated. Um, I am thankful for so many things I learned through these people. And I learned, I learned things like, um, it's important to me that the person, my companion that I'm with, uh, knows how to swim (laughs) or like (laughs) likes to be around water. I learned that or someone who enjoys dogs as much as me does sound like kind of surface level, but I think something that really, yeah, I think drew me to know that I wanted to be with Devin was because I could recognize right away that he was somebody who was a good listener. And he, cause I definitely have dated people who were not great at listening. And at times I have not been great at listening. (laughs) Yeah. So that was just something that when I did get to know him, that stuck out to me because I was open to experiencing those different things Mm. with others. And um, 
I think one other thing I, I learned is that instead of looking for all of these specific qualities in someone else, like I remember when I made sort of a non-negotiable list of things, I, I think dating can really help you learn like what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of person can God make me to be? And So good. Um, so good. Because you're looking at all these things you want in somebody else where it's like you don't you will never have control of anybody else but like you can ask God to help you grow in certain areas so yeah. some things I learned I love that that I think that's so important how what you just said we can be so focused like well we want another person to be like and but it's like what if we're lacking those things in ourselves right like we want them to be a good listener are we a good listener mm-hmm. you know like we want them to just do things but are we doing them ourselves and I came across a like a post on Instagram the other day of, you know, whatever you want in a future person and your future spouse, start modeling that in yourself, right? Like if you want them to have integrity, do you have integrity? You know, Mm -hmm. do you are, if you want them to be loyal, are you being loyal right now? And that hit me hard because I was like, wow, like instead of focusing on this person that we kind of like picture and paint, it's like, no, like let's model that ourselves first. Let's become that whoever, whatever we become, we attract, right? Who we become, we attract. And not just that, but I also love what you said, Erica, you said, um, not like going on a date and examining this person, like check, 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 check. You know, you pass the test, like we're getting married. It's like, no, that should not be the goal of dating people. Like the goal is like, let me get to know this person as a person, you know, like what have they gone through? You know, what, what makes you, you, what, what trials and tribulations have you gone through that, you know, led you to where you are today. Right. And I feel like I can look back in my past and past relationships or just dates I've been on where it kind of was maybe a little superficial, like, oh, wow, I was focusing on the wrong thing. Right. Um, and then maybe times I've been on dates where I was like, okay, this, uh, there's like, this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) It's just like, okay, (laughs) you're great human, but that's it, you know? And so that's okay. That's, that's that's okay too. Yeah, because you got to like, you sometimes don't know what you want until you learn different things, right? And I feel like, um, especially for you, now that you're 30, you've been able to experience different relationships or maybe dates where you realize, wow, okay, this is a, this is not what I want in a future relationship. And then you may say things like, okay, now this is what I really want in a future relationship. And so, yeah, you're 30, you're thriving. You just got engaged. And what I love, Erica, is that like, those seasons that you were single, those seasons that you've been in a relationship in, um, the relationships that you've been in before that they were never wasted, right? They were preparing you for who you're with today. They were, it was, God was preparing your heart. He was preparing your mind. And, and I love things that you said. And I said that my dad says to me, he's like, you know, Megs, whoever you end up with, he better like the water because you love the water. I was like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I yes. really hope he does like the beach. Cause I love the beach. Right. Um, yes. but that's cool. You know, and it's, it's the little things like that, right? It's like, well, if you love to go to the beach and that's something special to you, you hope, okay, well, I hope my future partner, whoever likes the beach, you know, cause you want to experience yeah. that with them. Yeah. And there are things that we differ on and that's okay. Like, yeah, I think one of the things I'm realizing is that we are going to change our whole lives. And so even like, so when we got engaged, Um, it was a surprise for me, which was so awesome. I love surprises. I had no idea this was coming. I thought we were going to get donuts. Um, I saw that. Let's go. There there were eventually donuts. So don't worry. But, um, 
after we got engaged, we went to call my family. And so we called my dad. And when he answered, obviously he knew I was getting engaged. I didn't, but uh, Devin had actually called him a week before and just said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm, I would like to ask your daughter to marry me. And I would love your blessing in that. Um, and so my dad, he said, okay, well, I have a couple of questions first. <laughs> I, and I'm hearing this after we got engaged. I'm like, what did he ask him? But he, he asked him, he said, you know, are you, are you prepared to care for her for her whole life? And he said, yeah, I am. And then he asked, okay, you know, do you know that she is going to change? The person you are going to marry now, she will change over the years. And are you, mm. are you going to still take care of her? Wow. And he said, yeah, I, I am. And um, I love that because now that we're like digging in even more about like, what does it look like to be married? And how does mm. our relationship shift? And I'm learning so much that people really do change their yeah. whole lives. And so if you're looking for all these specific things and afraid, mm. like, you just got to trust. Okay. Um, I'm getting to know this person for who they are right now and That's trusting so as we go. So, yeah. It's been great. Oh my God. I love that. And I, I, I feel like I've heard that in so many, like, um, like even like in sermons, I'll hear pastors say like, you know, the person that they married 20 years ago, isn't the same person that they are today. And that's okay. Cause you want a partner that's going to grow. Like you don't want a partner that's going to be stagnant their whole life. Right. And so and we want to grow and we want to grow too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I'm aware I'm not going to be the same. Like I wasn't the same yesterday today and I won't be the same tomorrow. Right. And so I think that's so cool. Like even looking in a future perspective, like, Hey, you're marrying Erica now, but like, I won't be the same Erica in 20 years from now. Like, will you still be there for me? You know, like when things change, yeah. when I change. And so I love how your dad asked that. <laughs> yeah, me too. So good. So good. All right. So now I want to transition a little bit more to you now do um, weddings and you sing at weddings. And this is something that you did not do when I was at UCF. So can you yeah. share a little bit, like what made you want to start your own business and particularly go into that industry? Sure. Yeah. So I have been a performance musician for over 15 years mm -hmm. um, in a variety of different ways. Um, I remember I started my first year of high school in a all-girl rock band. <laughs> we were called Reassurance and oh. I had my red electric guitar. <gasps> and um, yeah, but throughout the years, uh, from time to time, friends would get married and they would asked me to play for their weddings. And so I always just loved playing for these events, particularly um, because I got to work with the couple to choose songs that were really meaningful to them and to like help their guests just experience part of their love story on that day, a very significant day. And so um, as I did that over the years, I just found that I love to do that. And even people would come up to me, guests would come up and say, where's your business card? Do you do this? Like, I, I know someone getting married. I'm like, oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, this is just a fr for a friend. And it just became more apparent that, like, I really wanted to make this something where I can give effort and I can give value and I can pour that energy into um, making, yeah, that experience really awesome for couples. And um, I go by Aloha Erica. <laughs> in Love my it. wedding music business and on Instagram and everywhere pretty much. Um, and that's because I grew up in Hawaii and 
there's just something about uh, people in Hawaii and how they value family and friends yeah. coming together mm-hmm. and the laid back, um, just relaxed delight of being together. And so mm-hmm. I love getting to provide that experience for couples. And um, I've definitely been an entrepreneur for years. Uh, it has been a challenge, an adventure in the midst of the pandemic to yes. build this business. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I have been learning a lot. I think in this year in particular, so many couples have had to reschedule their weddings or postpone. And mm. I mean, now for myself, even experience as a bride, it is just stressful. Everyone has a different opinion about COVID safety and standards, and it can feel like everyone's judging you. Um, But, you know, for me, like we just, we knew we wanted to get married and that we want to celebrate and we're going to do the best job we can of being safe in doing that. And so I want to provide an experience for for couples going through that. And so part of it has been pivoting. Uh, Whereas before I was kind of thinking of like, oh, you know, big weddings, but I love getting to provide packages that are for just uh, micro weddings, which are small weddings or mini monies. (laughs) Mini monies. Ceremonies. (laughs) Yes. And um, I just have loved providing, you know, that special song for the first dance or mm-hmm. that you walk down the aisle or that you, like, I love the recessional song. So after the ceremony finishes and it's like this celebratory song, you're married. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Yay. Yes. Um, so that's, that's been a bit of the picture this year. Yeah. I, it's so funny as you're like saying all these wedding things, cause I like, I don't know what it was, but love was on the air in 2020 because so many of my friends got married in 2020. I ain't even kidding. But as you were saying, like, um, one of my two, I had yeah, a couple of friends that got married. One of the weddings I was able to attend, I was a bridesmaid when they played the first song and it was so special. And it was so beautiful. And like that moment was like a moment, like it brings them back, like that couple back to like the first time they met. Right. Or like the first song or, um, when, you may now kiss the bride and then they're walking down, they play their favorite song in those like moment, like those are moments. Right. And like, it's so cool that you get to play a part of creating a moment for people that they will forever cherish. Like I see pictures of my friends post of the first dance that they had to their first song, you know? So it's so cool as you're telling these things, I'm like, wow, you are the creator of that moment for those people. Like that's a moment that they're like, wow, like telling their kids, their grandkids, like, yeah, when me and, you know, Sandy or whoever got married, you know, we played, we danced this song. And so that's so cool that you get to, um, like you said, be in people's like a day that's so special to people that they're never going to forget. Yeah. And it's also sometimes a day that's really complicated. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have different family dynamics and they have now, even with like some people have lost relatives because of COVID. And so I love getting to just be there with them in that moment. And also I love, there's always something that goes different than planned in weddings. Yeah. Being a live musician, I have this fun little, like kind of do some magic to make it seem like it was supposed to happen. For instance, you know, if the 
the <laughs> ring bearer or the flower girl doesn't, you know, go according to the timing of the song, I can do another interlude or I can repeat the chorus. Um, mm. So it's really fun getting to kind of be behind the scenes, sort of like behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, that things is seem, so good. Yes, like they're supposed to go. You're, you're like the little hero that comes in. You're like, oh, wet, wedding band ain't here. I'm going to just keep playing until I see him and you keep going. <laughs> Exactly. The wedding I was at um, last Saturday, uh, I played a wedding and it was so beautiful. It was freezing. Um, But a really fun thing was that the song they chose for the first dance, it was uh, actually by a kind of more like I think more hard rock Mm. uh, type music style band, but I got to personally make it my own rendition and slow it down. And it was so beautiful. I think multiple people were like, what is this song? It's so beautiful. And just kind of fun to think like, yeah, these lyrics, if you can slow it down, if you can listen, they're so beautiful. But if you go listen to it, it's going to sound a little different, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's so good. And then I've, I've, I feel like my, some of my friends and my family have always been like, are you ever going to do American Idol? Are you ever going to do The Voice? And I just, I really love doing weddings. So that's, that's what awesome. I'm doing. I love it. I have a friend, um, two friends who um, specialized in wedding photography. And they're like, it's like, again, a, a day in people's lives that they're never going to forget. Right. So I think like, it's so cool what y'all do and, and specializing in that. I love it. Erica, I know the other day we were on the phone talking about a topic that I really do want to touch on because I feel like so many people, especially my generation, really struggle with this and maybe even older adults too. And it's with the topic of social media. And I know you and I are both passionate on the power um, that social media can have in its positivity, right? Mm -hmm. And I know we're talking about how many times people can see social media and portray it very negative. And, um, and yeah, I can agree to that to a certain extent, but it's really, you know, how we use it, right? I feel like people can see it very black and white. And I know I've done that in the past, but realizing like, I'm the one in control of my social media. So it's like, it could be such a power tool for positivity if that's how I decide to use it, right? Or it could be a recipe for disaster if I just decide to use it to compare myself and, you know, promote myself in like, just like um, self-seeking ways and just ways where like, it doesn't add value to others, you know? So I want to touch a little bit on that. I feel like in the past, you've been able to see social media through a different lens and how it can change the lives of other people and a positive impact. So yeah. what, what do you want to like add to that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talking about that because mm-hmm. it's been something that's kind of just been, I don't know, irking me. Yeah. Like, especially recently. Um, I, I am such a fan of connection. Yes. Like people connecting matters and we we feel that more because of the pandemic and our inability to be physically present with each other mm-hmm. we feel the impact of that um but even more like before that started too i think the main message i've heard from the world or from particularly sometimes people in the church is that social media is evil mm-hmm. and it's bad and we need to stay away from it forever yeah. and 
part of me, I, I understand why people have said that because um, like we like we just said, it is a tool. And so there are plenty of ways for it to be used for not good ways and yeah. ways that hurt people. And at the same time, we need to go where people are. And Come on. there are so many people yep. who are longing for connection, who are longing for someone to genuinely care and ask and read between the lines. I mean, we do this in person too. Like when you can tell someone's off, you can feel that online too. Whether yep. we uh-huh. take action to personally connect or not is our choice. Um, and so I've been reading this book recently by a woman named Nona Jones. It's called From Social Media to Social Ministry. And Ooh. she used to um, be the uh, faith-based groups leader at Facebook. And she just talks in that book all all sorts of ways to think about our um, opportunity yeah. to be people who go where people are yeah. and recognize their needs and to connect whatever way that we can. So mm-hmm. I, I especially think that um, I know that there's a limit to how much we can, um, you know, just connect digitally, but yeah. it is a very valid way to start a conversation. So um, and I just so much, I want to encourage people to not shy away from that. Um, sending a personal message is always better than, you know, a broad opinion to a broad audience. Yeah. Um, but the more that we can invite, be curious, ask questions, um, just say like, I'd love to talk more about this. Can we FaceTime? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people, need more than ever for people to genuinely connect. And I just think of like my parents, when they were getting to know each other, they would write letters to each other. No one will say like, oh, that wasn't real. That didn't matter. Like, no, they (laughs) didn't matter. Um, Because they were being honest and they were genuinely trying to connect. And it made that time in person even more real. And so Mm -hmm. I am just thrilled um, for this next generation of people to embrace yeah. uh, ways and ask, you know, for ways and from counsel from others, how can we go where people are, care yeah. for people in the ways that we can digitally and in person and see those things come together. So good. So Erica, you just nailed it. Like cherry on top. Seriously. I love everything you said, because we have to meet people where they're at, you know, especially with the pandemic, like there was a time like in America, <laughs> there was a time where like for a couple months, we were all quarantined in our house. Like the only thing you saw from people were their Insta stories. And maybe if you FaceTime your friends, right. And that was actually an opportunity that I took. I remember like around this time last year, I FaceTimed so many friends I hadn't spoken to maybe in over a year, yeah. or a couple of years. I, I reconnected with so many friends and I was like, Oh wow. Like sometimes bad things happen, but it can lead to better things. Right. And I've really, um, learned to, um, that like, I saw something the other day on Instagram and it was like, you know, it's not about spending less time on social media. It's, it's like more about spending intentional time on it. Like, yes. are you taking value and adding value or are you just mindlessly scrolling? Cause those are two different things. Right. right? And I read right. that and I was like, that is so good because sure you could take an hour off, but what are you doing that hour? Are you binge watching Netflix? Cause then you're just switching one thing for another, or you can, you know, look for other like-minded individuals. You can reach out to your friend. You can yes. encourage someone, you know, there's been times where 
I see friends and their stories I could tell they're going through a rough time. So I'll message them privately. Hey, blank, I'm here for you. Like if you need to call, if you need to talk, I'm a phone call or FaceTime away, you know? And, and I mean that. And, and there's times where like, I'll randomly get a message. Hey, Meg, can we talk? Of course we can talk. And then I'll hop on a FaceTime or we'll get on a call and it's awesome. But it's like, oh, wow. Like I'm, and I think we both understand this, Erica is like, social media is not going anywhere. Like if anything, it's growing more. So instead of being the people that are like, let's just wish it away and pretend it's not there. Like, no, if that's where people are, that's where we're going to go. Right. And maybe if it is quote a dark area, well, let's be the light in that dark area, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I will definitely add, I, I do know because like we, we said, this is a tool. It can be used for good or for not good. And so, you know, scrolling, scrolling and comparison, those things can really lead to detrimental effects for us in our mental health, Mm -hmm. depression and things like that. That is very real. So I really like what you said about, you know, it's not just, um, you know, being on social media, it's like, okay, if I'm going to be on here, how can I step into this room of people and be intentional about my time there and be intentional about my connections there? And, you know, if I'm not doing well here, like, okay, I'm going to go take a little time out. I'm going to go refocus my mind to not comparing about, you Mm -hmm. know, Yes, other person who's rocking it in this industry or whatever. Yeah, awesome interior design house. (laughs) I need to check myself, and that's okay. We need each other too. Like, oh, you know, how's that going? Like, okay, yep. I um, I'm gonna think about that. So, yeah, definitely, it's a balance for sure. It hundred percent is, you know, and. I could just see how I used social media before as a clutch when I felt uncomfortable, when I was anxious, if I was depressed, whatever it was, I would just continually scroll. And it was a downward spiral. Like it was a recipe for disaster. I was like, oh my goodness, what was I doing? Hindsight, right? But now I look at it through a different perspective. I have a different lens. When I go on social media, it may sound like funny or cheesy, but it's like, no, I'm on a mission. Like I'm not here to, you know, blend in. I'm not here to be the same as everyone else. I'm not here to uh, just follow any trend that's going on because it's the trend and then next week there'll be a new trend and then next week there's a new trend because it's always changing right it's like no I'm going to stick to my values I'm going to stick to integrity I'm going to stick to who I am and what I believe in right and I feel like as we put that out there people are going to be attracted to that like more than ever as as people want you know some people not everyone want followers and this and that what they really want is connection like you said at the end of the day what people want is human connection and and if that's through facetime that's through facetime hey and maybe sometimes human connection in 2021 looks like a a message or a dm right because that's our way of communicating now and if we have the the like availability to meet in person then that's awesome but like for instance you're in orlando i'm in south florida so you know we facetime or we'll call we'll zoom right but we make it work right So, yep. So good. Yeah, definitely. Very much. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, I want to thank you so much for your time today, sharing a little glimpse of your engagement, how you and your fiance met, what that looked like, how it wasn't just like love at first sight, but it was a journey. Right. And you got real and raw. And it just like the funny stories. I I think he helped you download a dating app. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like now y'all are married. It's I'm not married yet, but y'all are 
engaged and uh, just sharing what that journey looked like and and not expecting a timeline of what our life needs to look like you know but like God's plans are different than our plans right and so to be able to watch you from afar and throughout the years like gracefully step into like new opportunities from you know you mentoring me while I was at UCF to now you stepping into a new venture of um, doing weddings and singing at weddings and now about to get married and just sharing a little bit also the importance of um social media in a way that it can benefit others and how we can communicate and connect. I think that was so powerful and so important. I know that when we spoke the other day, that impacted me. So I'm so happy you opened up about that to share with other people. All right, Erica. So I have to end this podcast with the question that every guest gets. And it's, if you knew then what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Such a good question. I think the main thing I would want me to know is that there will always be this opportunity for shame to try and affect you, Um, but you don't have to let it. I really have learned a lot from a lot of people in the last few years about the difference between guilt and shame. And Mm -hmm. guilt is something, it's a feeling, it's something that makes you think like, okay, I did something not great. Not or bad, Um, but shame takes it a step further and says, "Oh, because of that, you are bad. Yeah, Um, you are not great." And um, a way that I've really seen this be detrimental in my life is kind of that you're never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. That that kind of shaming voice that's in the back of my head, or I can kind of read into what other people say and put that in their words when they didn't really say that. but I really think that we have the ability to help each other out of that. I've taken the word should out of my vocabulary. So good, yes. Elicits shame um, for me to experience that. And it really takes away the dignity of being a human being. And I think that because, um, because every person is human and every person makes mistakes and I truly believe there's a solution for that. Like there's, grace and we we can give that to each other and we can give have that from god like we don't have to stay in that place and i wish that i knew that sooner Mm. um i have a song i wrote about it it's called no shame on me Uh, it's on spotify you can find it but the reason i wrote that song was because i had just been i mean just spiraling in this Mm. feeling of shame and every time i'd make a mistake or every time i didn't think i was perfect or every time i let someone down I would feel shame and that would mm. consume me. And so um, it's really been a cool journey. And honestly, it's, I'm still on the journey of, I think my whole life, I'll have the opportunity to listen to that voice or to say like, that's not true. That's not who I am. And um, I don't have to, I don't have to feel ashamed anymore. So that would be my thing I'd say. Girl, that was so powerful. Like as you were sharing that, I was like, wow, I could relate to that on Real. times in my life where I allowed shame to just rule over and like think, you know, I am bad because of X, Y, Z. Like now what I did was bad. I am bad. Right. And, and I literally put that as my identity. And because I put that in my identity, I start to live that out and believe that. And it was just such a toxic, vicious cycle. And it wasn't until I really dug into like, um, Brene Brown and listen to her podcast and understand the difference between shame and guilt. Right. And, and going through yep. counseling and realizing the difference of like, yeah, we're human, like we're flawed. We make mistakes, but you're not 
like forever bad, right? Like, no, like, yeah. And it's so important for the way that we see others, like how we deal with shame for ourselves also reflects on the way that we, we can categorize whole people groups as well, they're bad because of this, like Mm -hmm. as a people. And that is just, unless we're dealing with it for ourselves, like we're going to keep putting that on other people. So Mm. it's really important. That's so powerful, Erica. I'm so glad you share that because I feel like even conversations I'll have with friends, you know, um, and maybe I'm that person where like my friends, like Meg's like snap out of that. Don't say that. Like you are not bad. And I'm like, dang, you're right. I'm not bad. Like <laughs> that was just like, you know, a little, a little trip in the way. Right. Um, but that's so powerful. And I feel like, like what you said, had I known that beforehand, had I, my younger self known that I would have a lot more compassion to myself. I wouldn't have let times, um, like seasons be so long of just sadness and sorrow because of the lies that I had believed. And so, like you said, you know, knowing that we are whole, that we are enough that, um, you know, will we ever be, yes, we are right here right now, you know, but I think so many times that's such a journey that we have to embrace. And, you know, for you is a different age that you really grasp that in your heart. Same for me, same for other people. So I love that you shared that. That was so, so good. Erica, thank you for today. Thank you for opening up your heart. Thank you for sharing how you met your future, your future fiance, your fiance, not future, your future <laughs> husband. Hello. Um, how y'all met, how it was not love at first sight, but it, it was a journey. Right. Um, and the things that you shared with us of like what you learned in past relationships and, and things to look for. And also, um, just sharing with us your journey going into weddings and the joy that you get out of that when you perform at weddings and getting to be part of someone's big day, right? To also talking about the like importance of social media and, and, you know, there's good and there is bad, right? But to, to not focus on the bad, but focus more on like, okay, how can we be a light in this area? Because it's not going to go away. If anything, it's going to grow, right? And and to make a difference and to connect because at the end of the day, that's what every human being longs for is connection. And if people are online and that's where they're at, that's where we're going to go. So girl, thank you so much. It, everything you said was just so powerful. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. Girl, it was so ha- fun having you. Also, let the people know, Erica, where can they follow you? I know you have so many different um, areas people can follow you on social media. So let them know. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Aloha Erica and I post a lot there. Same thing on Facebook and you can find my YouTube channel as well as I have one TikTok video, more to come hopefully. Stop. You have a TED Talk video? Um, No. TikTok. Oh <laughs> if only. <laughs> TikTok. Yep. I was like, future. girl, future. you didn't tell me future. this. <laughs> hey, you're speaking to the future. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. So you can find my all website, right. alohaerica.com. Um, that talks TikTok, more about my TikTok. wedding business and all of that. So yeah, would love to connect with you. Please feel free. As well as um, I have one album on Spotify. So you can look me up there. Um, Aloha Erica. Yeah. So good. Thank you, girl. It was so fun chatting with you and we will talk later. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a rate and review as it makes a huge difference. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family and don't forget to follow at One Thing in Common Podcast on Instagram and tag us with any insights you got from the episode. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I hope you have the best week. Much love.